Hey everyone, I wanted to remind you that Waylays and Melees are a bunch of adults using adult language talking about adult content, so viewer discretion is advised. Thank you. Last time on Waylays and Melees. From the village <laughs> of... <laughs> and I'm gonna... I'm only gonna ever say that once or two more times. One or two more times. Ever in the campaign. <laughs> oh, you're gonna try. <laughs> Where you? There you go. Where are you from? Uh, so being sent out, you are being sent to um, the southwest. Uh, another one of your your fletchling siblings, I guess. Okay. However, hatchling. Hatchling, yeah, but like, no, that would be like my baby. I right. Didn't have any babies, <laughs> that would be like my quail babies. I'm still no. baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck them quail babies. Right. I don't think you can fuck quail babies. There's so many laws against it. <laughs> they fuck me. <laughs> Jess, what are you doing? Mind my own business. <laughs> Please don't report me. To <laughs> Like, you got the number on speed dial. I'm not ready to deal with them, right? Uh, I think there's a lot of... <laughs> I foresee a lot of that happening this campaign. I'm going to be doxed by Peter. <laughs> In the arms of the angels. There's just like like a zoom in black and white of Jess's face. Like, <laughs> Fuck these flushlings! <laughs> <laughs> Your character wasn't supposed to be the trouble character. Yeah. Like, there were other characters made that I thought were going to be so much worse than this. Waylays and melees now! From broken homes to the graveyard, unsettled souls roaming through this life. So we all try to do, we try to do what's right, but it's a long, long road to ride until you cross to the other side. Peace, find your soul wrapped in warm and love, cause we all try to do. We try to do a stride, but it's a long, long road to ride. Oh, it's a long, long road to ride. Elliot, welcome back, dude. Um, and welcome everybody to uh, Waylays and Melees. I am your DM, Seamus. And today we're going to be doing uh, session zero for Elliot. <laughs> you know, like, like you're recording your voice message on your phone, Elliot. We've got a uh, the Vocera system that we use at work. Like, so it's like you got to record your name. Yeah, I got the coolest sounding one, it's Elliot Travis. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Like, like it's gonna play every time you walk into a room. Oh. Hell yeah, dude. You have a call from Elliot Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Look behind you. Uh, Alright, and... and um, 
Actually, I think this is how we do it. So I'm, I'm kind of just going to dive into this. Um, you have before you the map mm-hmm. um, to kind of give you familiarize familiarize you with the whole situation. We are going to start in the eastern mountain range um, on the on the east side of the eastern mountain range, the Gelga Pass. Um, yep, south of the Gelga Pass, mm. about halfway between the southern tip of that range and the Galga Pass. Um, in it is a uh, quiet village um, which you have only had the recollection of uh, the last, say, six or so months, uh, maybe six to eight months um, of entering. Um, you had been... Your earliest memory so far is that you were being transported relatively in the dark, like in a canvas-covered wagon um, amongst other uh, of your kind, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, And it made frequent stops from wherever you originated from. Uh, What you now recognize would be probably further north, closer to the Gelga Pass. Um, It made several stops as it made its way southward, uh, and you seem to be out of out of the thirteen or so of your kind. You seem to be the second to last stop, um, and you were the only one to get off on this stop. Okay. Um, okay. In getting off on the stop, you uh, climbed out of the wagon, uh, emerged into the sunlight, and what does the camera see? So, uh, pause. Here. I guess I don't have a name currently. You jumped the gun super fast. Hey! Hey! Here's my full name. <laughs> uh, my character is a warforged fighter. He is six foot ten. Um, he is made of a blackened steel with other colors and uh, implements as well as, as far as how warforged are built from nature um, with wood and, and uh bindings and and things from trees and and stuff like that um so he's like a darkened blackened steel and he has some red accents and uh he is he's quite tall and he's not the bulkiest but he is still quite heavy okay being made of tree and metal dig it uh are we going i know you've showed me a picture on your phone but are we going more like ghost in the shell type of thing are we going more like stone all right so so the way that a lot i see a lot of people do war forces they'll do one of two ways um which i'm okay with but i'm also okay with like going a completely different way yeah so the first way is normally people go the the way that it was kind of described originally which would be like um kind of magical stone mm-hmm. with like runic inlays and then like uh um greenery would be like vines for the muscles and like bark to hold it in stuff like that and like so it'd be like this uh marriage of stone and and um plant uh and then it'd be magically imbued and you walk around in the warforge then other people do more of the um your like clockwork right right stuff which is what i think a lot of people think of um is like this uh robotic automaton that is sentient um I do think I like like that more. But we could. What I was gonna say is we can go even 
even further still a completely different right way than those other two and go more of a modern like look and feel to it if that's what you're into and i do like that like the more like streamlined like robotic um i certainly do like that appearance uh I guess that's kind of more where I was leaning as and as far as like the the implements of like nature and and stuff I saw more as like uh as far as um you know creating like a circulatory system or something like that I figured that would still probably be utilized internally okay but uh but yeah definitely more metallic than than stone uh, it he doesn't look much like a golem as far as okay. as, as that goes, but uh, yeah, definitely like metal more stone plates and, and, and skin, right? And uh, and bolts and and things like that that would have been uh, probably not wrenched in there. I don't know what kind of technology we have, but well, it's it's dwarven forged, not like the company, like right. like the thing. Um, so. We can, like it's D and D. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, it can be that it would be quasi organic. Yeah, like a like a synthesized organic, you know, organic uh, composite. Because um, you also have, you know, the Lord dictates that you also have like fey and and elves having to do with like imbuing it. So it might be a uh, combined effort mm-hmm. of like maybe the dwarves made the shell. And the elves made the innards, and then either the fae and the elves uh, finish it off. Um, so it could be that we don't we don't know. We're all on this journey together. I do like you know the, the picture I showed you. Um, I do like that one a lot. The I do really like like the more robot robotic looking ones too. So I, I guess we'll we'll kind of say maybe at least for now um, until I land on exactly. What I want to look at. I'll probably try to draw them out at some point yeah. to myself, of course. But you I mean, say these things, man, and the last thing I think you drew was that airship, which was badass. But that was like five years ago. <laughs> so you're like, you're like, you're talking like I can't draw. I'm like, bitch, I know you can draw. You just don't. <laughs> like I haven't seen your stuff, man. I'm so. I, I love your stuff. I can, but I don't. Yeah. I can, but I have not. I don't know. I think it's this one's different. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I hope so, man. I like your work. Yeah. I, it's always so badass to see your stuff. Um, John Robots is cool. I just like to see your John, because what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> uh, he nonchalantly says. Um, what we can also do as well is an upgrade system. There might be room for upgrades um, in cosmetic yeah. and utility and such. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I certainly, uh, you know, as far as my class goes, and and armor for Warforged, um, they don't just put on armor and wear it. They actually implement it in yeah, their bodies. So I'm I'm thinking there. like just straight up like robot. Yeah. Uh, what what my subclasses? So this, I think that would be really cool to implement some of that stuff just directly into my armor. And, yeah. Uh, like the. Like the headwear, um, as far as they have, like the different crests and symbols and stuff on there, um, probably will, just won't end up being a helmet. It'll actually be a part of my head. <laughs> yeah. So I think that... Like that crescent moon that yeah, goes up, dude. absolutely. Shit like that. Yeah. So, and I don't want... Because I, I certainly like uh, like the hat um, 
so I don't know if I want to put that like permanently on on my head, but uh, I think that we could make for that like your your chrome right your your dome piece mm-hmm. is bare, but that you could put something on it, or that it may even have ports right uh, along the sides, so that if something were to be made, you could slide it on, and it could be some sort of crown or helmet or hat. Um, that does something, yeah, uh, and be taken off. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. yeah, I like that. No, and I definitely because because when I'm thinking about like um, you know what are my ambitions and and whatnot, and I think a lot of them will come to light as I start to recall things and and uh, go down that path. But um, when it comes to like money and things like that, you know, some characters and, and classes and races just don't have any need for it. But I, I think mine, he's he's going to be all about just becoming better and stronger and, and more capable of doing the things that he wants to do. <laughs> uh, with that, it's perfect. With that, um, we cut back to uh, a shot of the Warforge's feet landing upon the soft dirt and uh, fairly loud <clears throat> as um, you tremble the, the uh, ground below you. And dust kind of wisps into the air. And we pan up to see um, that you have this kind of, uh, what did you say, worn, weathered black metal mm-hmm. um, with red accents and kind of different accents in, in uh, other places. It's like a um, black steel. like a, So it's still got some shine to it. But like it's like tactical steel. Right, definitely right? beat up looking. So it's not... Yeah. And it does have, have more of like a steel look to or iron or... Um, you know, other metal, so it's not just, you know, as black as my dice tray here. Right, it's not obsidian by any means, but yeah. Um, As it pans up, you see that you don't actually have any real gear on you. Um, You have kind of a duster cloak on that's fairly, you know, probably um, extremely common, and this one's probably a hand-me-down of a hand-me-down of a hand-me-down. uh, no hat to speak of, but you have um, the uh, a training sword mm-hmm. that that you're holding in your left hand. No no holster or anything, um, and a sigil on the um, like a brooch uh, that's holding the this ragged cloak on you, um, and this uh, sigil has on it um, what seems to be. Uh, either an ornate phoenix or an ornate dragon uh, head. It's kind of hard to tell because of just the the elaborate um, way that it it could mesh into either one. And to um, me, it's yeah, they're just curves and and geometry to you. Right. Um, Some shape I've never seen. Yeah. Especially upside down. Right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take it. Oh, it's on. I'm I'm gonna. <laughs> I I I want to know this too because this might be super fun. Um do we want to do like the computer uh text in your vision? As far as like uh like what I see or what other Yeah, like no what you would see. Only you. So like how how your vision works in the world. So, like, you have, like, like, the face recognition, right? 
where it's just trying to like scope in on yeah, people, like a, like and a then, HUD or yeah, a HUD. And yeah. then when somebody tries to attack you or your friends, then they turn red, or something along those lines. I like that. Yeah, you dig that? Cool. Okay, cool. Uh, too bad because we're not going to do it now. Now um, that you like it so much, everyone uh, else gets it. I only it. liked it because I thought you liked it. No, actually. everyone else gets it but you. So I mostly get it. I did choose two, and then maybe um, maybe you can help determine this. So the the average. Uh, life, as far as Warforged go, showed to be 2 to 30 years old. And nobody really knows how old they live because they don't necessarily age. I um, don't I don't really have a, a lifespan for them. I don't think right. they should have one. I put, I put that I was 2. Okay. I don't know if we want to be younger you, than that. Or... I, I like that. Your best guess is that you're 2. Right. Like, so. as far as memory goes, like you, the, the best memory you have... Is that transit one? But you kind of have other memories before that, right? Because obviously I'm walking and, and able to to move around. Yeah. And... So there must have been some t- some programming time, okay. uh, some training time of some sort. Um, but during this time, uh, this is a few months back that you arrived. Okay. Um, well, I said six to eight months. So six to eight months ago, you arrived at this village. Um, and when you did, uh, you entered in and you see the village and above it, um, has, uh, to top left of your HUD, um, it has, uh, location, semicolon, arrived. And then below it, it says objective, colon, uh, semicolon, semicolon. Um, I just like saying colon. That's all it is. I'm a I'm a butt guy. These can be that's... dashes. Uh, objective dash. dash. <laughs> hyphen. Hyphen. Um, you broke her hyphen. Uh, that's different. Um, so, objective uh, rendezvous. Rendezvous. Um, uh, with commander um, for training. And as you enter into... We approach the village and you begin to enter into it. Um, you can see that there is, uh, just in the gates, looking in, um, you see that there's a, a very obvious training ground um, behind that, a barracks. Um, and as you kind of enter in further, you see off to the right is more of your like shop, uh, your butcher, your uh, blacksmith, stuff like that. Um, and then uh, leading in towards the training ground, you see that there is a small squad that's that is doing their um, katas, you know, their their uh, forms. Um, and uh, as you enter in, you see this small, relatively small to you, because you're six ten. Good mm-hmm. God! Uh, you look down, and there's this this small. Um, either she's a halfling or a half elf, something. Um, they're all kind of the same to you at this point. Uh, hair pulled back, black hair, um, fair skin, pointy ears, uh, but like a small point, not like, you know, straight up elf. Um, and it looks, imagine, if you will, uh, Ping from Mulan. Okay. Not, not Mulan as she is normally, but Ping, Ping. right? Yeah. But like a little bit longer hair, mm-hmm. not in a ponytail, but like, um, pulled back in a fairly large bun. Okay. Um, and uh, she's fairly well armored as well. She has started started leather on. She's outfitted with an actual sword. 
um, a katana and a wakasashi beside there. Um, you see that there's kind of a dagger uh, tanto on, on her uh, other side, her right side. Um, and she stops you. She says... Uh, How tall is she about? She's about like 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, okay, so, so she's like you're not, looking down. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. Okay, if she was a halfling, I was going to like squat down. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you approach, she, she says, um, are you... Send new recruits. Yes. All right. Follow me into the barracks. And she's going to bring you past the training ground and into the barracks. Um, and it was from this moment that you were assigned uh, your squad and your squad leader, um, who then began to train you uh, in the ways of, of, for all intents and purposes, the fighters. Um, but you uh, officially began your training um in the dragoon uh company mm-hmm. um and so for the past six to eight months this is what you've been doing is like you don't you don't really sleep you don't do warforge eat they don't have to they don't have to so like outside of well how do you want to play that would would he eat on occasion to make people yeah so so he's gonna eat um a lot of my my character's motives are going to be trying to find his place. Okay. Because even even though like he knows uh, coming come into this this role, I feel like he would have known his initial objectives. But beyond that, it's he's training. So any any sort of um, influence uh, he might have from his training buddies and and whatnot, he's gonna take that in. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if he's if if they're if he does form any sort of bonds or friendships and they're eating, he's going to eat with them and drink with them and uh, drink stupid amounts of alcohol because it doesn't affect him. And <laughs> has does no... he have um, poison resistance? Uh, yes, I, I believe. Um, I believe I'm immune to disease, but uh, I think I have resistance to poison. Yes, correct. So the resistance would mean that it just takes takes more to do the same. So I could still get You um, still get intoxicated, but it takes more. Okay. Right, yeah, I have advantage it essentially against being poisoned, is what it says here. Uh so yeah, basically a, a courtesy. Um you're trying to show etiquette when you when you eat and stuff like that. Right, so right. you don't have to sleep, but you will like lay down <laughs> so that you're not. Or you you work. You have seen only one other warforge in okay. this entire village, and I do. And so um, as far as uh, you know, how they sleep, how that works. Does he do a trance? So um, warforged during their long rest, they have to take six hours of a motionless, inactive state. Okay. But they're not rendered unconscious and they see and hear as normal. So yeah, I'm, so like I'm, a trance. I'm not yeah, I'm not asleep, but I like I have to power down. Right. Um so I I assume I would probably just go sit in a corner or sit in a chair or something off to yeah. the side. Um Do you close your eyes when you when you go to sleep? Uh do you no. have eyelids? Or is it like a light? So 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 partially Partially kind of how I imagine my face is um, like the, the K2SO design. 
like as far as like the two two big eyes. Okay. Um, I th- I'm, I'm thinking, and at least as far as like his head looks, kind of has like that skull shape. Um, and I'm, I'm probably gonna tweak that a little bit when I get to it, but uh, I think uh, yeah, my eyes would be open. No, well, so does he have eyelids, or is it like an like lights? They'd be go... more like lights. Okay. It's so, like if you power down, then like the lights will like dim or close or like. Yeah, they would. I would say dim, dim okay. at least, or maybe they would. Uh, maybe they would kind of mimic eyelids where they would. Shut. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, dude. <laughs> I like it so much. Uh, cool. Um, I would also, as far as like um, my etiquette and, and things like that go, anything that uh, that commander. Um, I would probably try to emulate. Okay. Uh, so like I said, it's been six to eight months. Um, and today is the day every, every month or so, every two weeks to a month, um, you get, um, we're kind of like, like, uh, they're, um, assessment tests right matches essentially mm. where you get the a squad will be taken out to the training ground and matched up against um, an opponent or opponents to test their skills to see if they've uh, improved if they're on on par where they need to be um uh so you know that today is the day for your squad um and that you were on the itinerary to be tested. Yep. Um, this would turn you from initiate into actual infantry. Um, and so you are... Uh, it's, it's bright, it's early. Um, you're in the, in the barracks. You wake up. Um, I guess power on. <laughs> and then Waking up, too, would be very abrupt. Like I, okay. there, I, like there wouldn't be like you know how we how we wake up we just kind of, right, we gotta like motivate ourselves to get out of bed so my eyes will come on and I'll stand straight up and yeah just stand just straight up and start walking yeah, <laughs> awesome, um, cool and I I'd, I'd probably, um, I imagine is is everybody in in like this initiate uh, initiate like group are they all pretty prompt. As far as getting up, it's like the military. So like, uh, you're gonna wake up at you know, oh five hundred hours, and there's and probably like, like a some sort of wake up call. Yeah, or... yeah. Okay. So they use um, kind of rudimentary, but they use um, quote unquote trained roosters. Yeah. Um, in that they're trained in the sense that they, you know, are encouraged to be alert at the because normally I don't know if you've been around roosters in real life but at about four thirty, five o'clock they're loud as shit mm-hmm. um so essentially that um you notice that this village does like it's a self-sustaining village um they try and keep mostly to themselves in that they don't need anything no supply supply lines really unless absolutely necessary is this um, at, and this is at like the base of of the mountain yeah so like like uh, probably a four to five hour travel you could be at the actual mountain 
like in an actual mountain. Okay, so pretty so much you can, I see, can see it. Yeah, distance. like imagine like Montana, right? So like anywhere you look, it's just like like grasslands and mountain. You know, just everywhere. I just got that the, the image Montana. of that like that fat cat. That's that meme where he's like <laughs> <laughs> above the mountain. <laughs> Uh, awesome. That displayed in my hood. <laughs> You're just like going through memes while everyone else is sleeping. <laughs> I've got pupils that appear. Yeah, like, you're like 16 tabs are open of memes and like two of them are videos and you're watching cat videos. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. Sorry, squad. <laughs> um, God, I, I kind of want that cannon now. Uh, like you're playing back. <laughs> Playing back like memories or recordings that you have of shit you see, <laughs> awesome. When I roll poorly on like insight or history or <laughs> anything, that's what I just start seeing is there's a cat. Ah 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 ah. Howling above the mountain. <laughs> um. So it crow the rooster's crow. Your squad's getting up, quick, fast, and hurry. In your squad, there's only eight plus you. Um. Has my garb changed at all since coming here? Or do I still wear like the same tattered? Uh, it will, as soon as you're past initiate. Okay, so, so initiate. So no. we're, we're still yeah. wearing essentially what we came in with. Yeah, uh, you especially. You notice that like the other recruits, the other, um, the you know, soft skin, fleshy bits, they have to change their clothing a lot, which is weird, um, because you just have your skin all the time, um, and then you wear your cloak essentially um by and large it's just to brandish the brooch mm-hmm. uh you don't you don't need it right by any means of course um so yeah that uh, but you do know that you will get um actual armor and like actual clothing uh you'll get like a tunic and armor when you're brought into the ranks yep. okay. um so they call you guys out. Uh, your squad leader jumps in real quick, peeks, uh, peeks his head in, and he says, Squad, we got to be out there in less than five minutes. Hurry up! And he's going to run out. Um, it's just a uh, medium-sized human, dark hair, um, scruffy-looking, a little, little round in the face. Um, but you see that he's quick, fast, and in a hurry. Okay. Yeah, I'll... Uh, um... If I if I get up and walk straight for the door, I won't leave without my squad, but I'll I'll be ready. Like, okay. Yeah, so you're pretty much waiting. Okay. Um yeah, they're they're like trickling out as soon as as soon as they're ready to go. So okay. like they'll trickle out and go right into formation. Yep. Um, I'm just in I'm in there. I'm there in formation. Okay. Then. So yeah, you'll be like pretty much the first you're always like the either the first or the first top three. Yeah. Um who are always in formation. I'm not concerned about beating anyone there, it's just yeah. What I do. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> you, you've been waiting <laughs> to get up for the last eight hours. Um, everyone falls in formation. Squad leader is off to the left of the of the formation. Um, and you see the uh, base commander come out. And it is this um, stout dwarf uh, who looks thin in the face, but like wide in the body. And he has, he's always in full-fledged armor um, with, like, a nice cape that goes over the side, a red a red cape that goes over his right side. Um, 
he has a, a great axe um, that he's always carrying around. The greatest. That, um, it's his greatest axe, um, body spray. And it almost drags on the ground because of how low yeah. he is to it um, and how large the weapon is. Um, and he almost always has his helmet on, but on occasion when you do see him, this is a person, by the way, that nobody goes up and talks to. You don't you don't go up to him, and if he has to talk to you, it's always bad. Yeah. Um, or it has to be you know an event uh, to which he, you know ceremony in which he's addressing stuff. Um, and uh, um, this base commander, he you know pulls his helm from his head, and he's holding off on his left side, and you see just the reddest hair uh, in straight mohawk that as soon as he takes it off is in perfect form. Uh, going back, like very um, punk style, um, and uh, thin, like a thin beard. Like he has a very long beard, but it looks like he thins it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very well manicured. And he he looks at it, all of you, and he says, "What are you? So now, what are gonna do with this squad? And you'll have to prove yourselves by the numbers." And I want to see the very best of you doing your very best. Because if I have to get any of you out of here, it's going to look ugly. And I promise you, you won't be coming back. And you won't be working anywhere else. Right? So, do us proud and show me what you got. Uh, And then he's going to go over... And you, you now notice that off to the side, um, something that's not normally there, is this very um, cushioned chair. Uh, it looks kind of like a stool, but like with a couple of arms on it. Um, and this backing to it uh, that raises fairly high. And he sits on it um, and kind of slumps into it and starts fiddling with his with his facial hair. Um, and the uh, squad leader is like, all right. <sighs> and he calls um, a couple of names, and some of your squad goes out, and you watch them be tested. Um, to like each of them having their own time, um, and you're third. Uh, and he calls out, "All right, designation R nine seven three one. It's your turn. Get in the ring." Um. And, uh, what do you do? Uh, so yeah, I'll get up and head into the ring. What's, um, your, what, what is the practice? Your sword? practice sword is going to be a short sword, non-lethal damage. Okay. So. Um, so carrying it in my left hand, I hold it. Does everybody else have, like, a... a uh, everyone who's initiative, they all just have, no, it's just bear. So, like, there's no, no scabbard, no, no, okay. yeah. um, So I just, so I carry it in my, in my left hand by the blade, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. All right, yeah. I'll stand up and just walk with purpose there. And okay, I'm gonna. So, so this has been several months since we've been doing this. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. I'll just I'll walk in and and R nine seven three one reporting for action. Um, and as the squad leader is about to open his mouth and introduce. Um, so, so what you've noticed for the other two was that, um, 
other infantry who've already been accepted into the company come and spar. Oh, okay. Um, and you've witnessed them fight, and they don't always have to win, uh, but you have to be able to... You recognize that you have to be able to um, uh, show that you have learned the concepts and that you can do them. And if you do lose, it doesn't go well for you, but it doesn't mean you're out. Right. Um, if you lose, like, badly, right, then you're obviously out. If, it do, if you show that you haven't learned anything and you can't do much of anything, um, then you're out. Right. Uh, I just whiff a whole bunch and get my butt kicked. Yeah. Um, he's So your squad leader is about to... Uh, motion towards uh, an infantry member who's um, notices the motion and, and starts to walk, and that's when the uh, post commander um, puts up a hand and says, "Hold it! Wait! Just wait! I am going to invoke our policy of criminal justice." Right. So, as you know, as you know, um, as a part of doling out justice, what we like to do in this region is for misdemeanor crimes can be carried out uh, penance by doing community service. Right. So... Uh, what I have for you today is you're going to be going up against two of ours who are going to be doing out their penance and see what you got. So go ahead now, bring out the prisoners. Um, let's see what this um, thing's got. And he's going to sit back down and the infantry member who was going to come out was kind of kind of confused and like sets um the weapon back to their side uh and the squad leader is like absolutely yes sir and heads off the ring um and can i roll like insight to to try to wonder like is this a normal uh yeah you don't have to do insight but you you know law of the land for the most part this is a very it's not it's an uncommon occurrence, but it's a common practice. Right. So. But as far as being like a, a trainee or an yep. initiate, this is this is um, this is something that your normal initiate hopes that doesn't happen, but it's a hundred percent that it could happen. Right. And okay. it's it's you know happened to quite a few people over the last few years. Okay. So. But it's kind of like the it's kind of the thing like oh I hope this cycle we don't get one of those mm-hmm. right like and if we do that it does not mean right I hope it doesn't end up being me yeah okay. but it's not like a oh you know they're pulling out a special event just to fuck with me like that's not that's not what's happening right okay yeah okay so not not because like I'm a warforged no yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely like a a limit breaker like see what they got right right um, to test me maybe. Maybe I show more promise. Promise, yeah, exactly. So do I see... There's two of them. They are coming to the ring now. Yep. Um, they're not in chains. They are in in uh, worn leather garb. Um, like, 
your hand-me-down patchwork might have taken an arrow or two and like um the the armor has not them um and that now they've just been outfitted with this um are they been, been they're being handed a weapon as well yeah they're being handed uh just they're they're pretty much um uh just practice swords they don't they're not even as nicely done as your um god why can't i think of the the name of it it's not uh Boken? yes a boken thank you i kept going bushido and i'm like that's not it it's not it no, i have bokens and i couldn't yeah. even remember yeah so it's not even as as well crafted as a boken um they are just like like um regular practice swords that like are angular like like, yeah exactly just... they're angular they have that triangular tip right um and uh they're they're into it like they're like yeah like they if you were to have to pay your penance um and you were of a violent inclination this would be the best way to go about it and it seems like that's what's happening here so they're pretty pumped they're um, excited to, to yeah. find me and with that let's roll initiative are there any other um, training swords around? Uh, not in the ring, no. Okay. No, each of you have have one. Yeah. Ten. Okay. Uh, ten flat. Uh, seven on the die. Yeah, ten. Okay. So you go and then they go. Um, they got a nine and a two. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, they are both roughly uh, thirty feet from you. Um, they're thirty-five feet from you. So, knowing that they're here for a penance, what? Um, so, typically, this is like a they've committed a crime of a violent nature, or just any misdemeanor. It's just a misdemeanor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but because they seem to be very into it, sometimes you get people, you watch people who come into these rings who are like upset that they, because they're not fighters. And so now they have to fight and they're fighting against, you know, fighters. People who have at least been trained. Yeah. And so many people have lamented having to do this. In this specific case, both of these people seem pumped to be able to do this. Okay. Um, so as uh, battle starts, my, my eyes are going to turn red. Oh shit! <laughs> Combat activated. Let's see. Uh, awesome. Uh, what would you like to do? I will. Does either one of them look bigger at all, or are they pretty? The one on the left seems physically bigger, but only by inches, both in in like musculature and height. Okay. So not not massively. They're both human. Right. Yeah. Medium. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll just. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, go for the bigger one initially, at least. Okay. So I'm just going to walk in, swing on my sword. And let's see, how does that work if I can remember? So I get plus five, so 18. All right, it's a hit. Yeah. And these are D6. Uh, yeah, D6 plus your strength or dexterity, whichever you're, you're fighting with. Okay. Four damage. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, you 
How how is the strike? Is it like a straight up like as if you were to pull it from your scabbard and striking, or is it like that you were just holding it? Yeah, right now it's gonna. I think my my fighting style probably will won't develop into that for for a minute. But it, awesome. unless that's what's awesome. be, unless that's what's been trained. Uh, kind of. I think that it would be very um, like realistic to think that you wouldn't be refined. Yeah, I think everything everything I do now is going to be pretty rough. Yeah, and, you're and essentially going for your white belt I'm right very now. Very rigid. So like it's if I hold it, I still like pull it like I'm yeah. Got a sort so like I just kind of hold it like right here and just walk straight <laughs> at him and um straight against the neck. Yeah, and he he feels it. I'm still fighting with you know dexterity, so it's not just brute strength that I'm using, but okay, but it is very so. Yeah, you know, I walk up and then maybe maybe as I strike it'll look a little more fluid, like Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah, so the actual like you're holding it very rigid and then when you actually do the strike it's very right. like and then return up here. Yes. Awesome. Uh so then I, I'm I'm not just standing like like this. I mean I've I've taken kind of right. a, a battle stance. But it's but, like rigid right. and stiff. Right, it's the just whole it's thing. very still. Awesome. Uh they're gonna go. Um your AC is what? Uh, I'm unarmored. Yeah. 14. 14. Awesome. Okay. So I get, a, I get one for being Warforged and then three from my decks. Awesome. Uh, so the first one strikes you back and the second one just like fumbles through and misses you, but also positions himself um, to your flank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one that hits you... Um, does damage, and we'll get into that right now with d6. Okay, uh, four, three damage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he strikes you, he goes straight like for the softest bit of your torso that you can see, which is like right underneath your sternum. Mm-hmm. It's not all that soft, right. but it's it's the best he could find. Right. He hits right in there, and you hear him go, ah, like that, because he can definitely feel it in his neck where you hit him, right. and he's trying to give as good as he got. Probably feels like a like when you're swinging a baseball bat. and Yeah. <laughs> he's like a little little mad that it hurts while he's swinging. Right. So he's like, ah, and like hits you. No, um... Yeah, he was my initial target, so I'm still going to turn to him and, and swing again. Okay. Ten. Uh, ten misses. Mm-hmm. So yours, you get hit, and you come straight up with it, and it just barely, like, you touched his nose um, as he went about it. Both hits. For a total of six damage. Ouch. So... Uh, they, he, before you goes high and behind you goes low. So the one behind you hits you in the back of your kneecap. And as that's happening, the one before you hits you against your chest. Okay. I'll take a, uh, as I'm, as I'm being hit in the back of the knee, I'll probably kind of pop down and then pop back up. Okay. And then, uh, we'll take a swing. Uh, flat 20. Awesome. Five damage yep. to the same one. Same one. So you get hit in the back and hit in the chest. And as you get hit in the chest, you just like 
looks straight straight into his soul and just comes straight down in the most precise strike, uh, power strike going down. And it you can hear the crack against his skull. Uh, it definitely breaks open the skin. And you might have broken his nose as well. And he, like, closes his eyes, drops his weapon, and, like, sits down and slumps his head down. And it's oh. like his arms are drooped down, his head's hanging low, blood's just kind of dripping from his head now. Can I, can I pick up his practice sword? Uh, give, yeah. Now give me a reflex. Uh, flat 20. Awesome. So you strike down, and as you strike down, you see that his arms are going up. That's the first thing your your focus goes to. And with one hand, you just cup underneath of his hand, twist, and pull it uh, to your offhand. Mm-hmm. Now you're dual wielding. Sweet. Um, cool. So the other one behind you is like, Oh, shit! And then strikes in a lunge and hits you right in the side in your obliques um, for one point of damage. And he's going to uh, back up about 15 feet. I do look a little stumbly. <laughs> okay. Um, so he's he's moved away from you at this point for 15 feet. Okay. If you'd like an attack of opportunity. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I get a 19 on the die. Yeah. Seven. Okay. So as he's leaving, you hit him right in his elbow. Uh, that's like his his uh, right right elbow. And he like hears it crack and he's like, ah, oh no. <laughs> uh, but then he turns like, um, as he gets about 15 feet away, he turns back to you and is like trying to cup it in, trying to like shield the pain um, from looking too vulnerable. And he looks... He looks pretty pissed. I, I will then, I guess I'll walk up to him and swing with my boken first. Uh, eight, so that's a miss. And then I guess I'll, yeah, I'll go ahead and swing with the the other one. It's a 19 on the die. Nice. What's the damage on these? Uh, you don't add your your modifier, but it's a D, D6. D6? Yeah. Two. Okay. Uh... You did eight and then two, right? Or did you do six and two? Uh, the f- seven. Seven and then two, I think. We'll play it back. I'm pretty sure you... Okay. Um, I should have probably wrote it down. Who knows? Shoot, yeah, because I can't remember for certain. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm pretty sure you did eight. So we're going to go with ten damage total. Um, so as you come up to him, you're getting a better better feel for the flow of um combat and with your main hand you pull uh this is the miss was that you actually did what you wanted to and that you you string up his uh weapon and then with your off hand you just butt him with um the hilt of it uh or the pommel with the pommel of it um into his nose break it again uh doing the whole situation and he like drops his weapon cups his nose and drops to his um elbows and knees and is like holding his his face um 
and then you pull to your kind of default combat position and you hear all right well done good job get the fuck out the ring <laughs> um and that's and you see them kind of like um the the one that's holding his nose is kind of getting up to his feet and running over to his friend and like trying to wake him up <laughs> like get him um and then you see the the ones who kind of ushered them to the ring come into the ring and usher them back out um yeah do you get out the ring yeah i'm going to uh, uh before that i'm gonna go pat pat the one that's still awake on the shoulder okay <laughs> well thought human <laughs> <laughs> um you you just hear him like murmuring like the <laughs> most my eyes are still red. I was on the <laughs> um, awesome. So as you leave uh, the ring, uh, as I as I exit the ring, I'm I'm going to um, verbally say, uh, "What would be a uh, uh, combat de-escalated?" Uh, <laughs> as I walk out, it's like the eyes, like like an eyelid closing but changing color, right? Or or would it be like a dimming situation? Yeah, they would they would kind of like maybe dim out of red and then back to blue. Okay, then it's your. I don't know. It's it's all up to you. I change it up. Yeah, well, you know, depends on the day. Yeah, yeah, feeling blue today. Yeah, it's like a mood ring, but different. Maybe I'll be green tomorrow. Yeah, who knows? Maybe yellow at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely not brown. <laughs> Black. That's scary. Uh, <laughs> black light right it's like a the the dark lightsaber whatever it is the black lightsaber the man lowering. do warforged i don't know i might not have dark vision i don't think you do i don't think so i don't know why that just came to my mind but they've got I mean, like black little like light up eyes lights. yeah uh, what if like you get the the augmentation to have like uh a black light right <laughs> for eyes you just see uh that'd be pretty cool we're going mm-hmm. to an investigation, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Scanning. Um, Protein found. <laughs> oh, no. Mmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I need to laugh, like, really awkwardly, too. Like, you're, like, half barking. <laughs> yes, dude. The tightest laugh. Please. <laughs> They do have dark vision. They have 60 feet in it. My man. Dark vision. We got a fact checker. I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Coral. Yeah. You did did your mom proud. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't use his actual name. We we call him Carl. Well done, Carl. That's right. Wait, wait. What what did I call you last time? I said you're going to be... Chad. Was it Chad? Yeah, you're going to be Chad when you're not in trouble and Carl when you are in trouble. Coral. Coral that kills people. Um, cool. So you get you get done. A couple others get tested as well. One in your squad fails out, but he was kind of dead weight, and everyone kind of felt like he was gonna yeah. fail out anyway. Um, I knew he was gonna fail. And it's waited until uh, everyone's done when the um, uh, post commander. Makes good on his promise. And as you were all about to be dismissed, he goes over to the flunky, grabs him 
by the back of his hair. And he's shorter than this this uh, man. Um, pulls him down to his level like an angry uh, uh, grandma, you know, pull him by the ears, but like by the back of the hair. And drags him out of the village. And you hear crying and whimpering and swacks. Like, um, there is some sort of commotion, and no one is allowed to go outside the village for that time until he comes back in. How long? <laughs> uh, it only lasts a couple of minutes, but that those couple of minutes for everyone else who is accustomed to pain, um, it lasts a lifetime. For those, <laughs> what, are, what are the reactions of the people around me? Like, oh shit! Like, oh, <laughs> like, like, um. Like, when your parents are mad at one of your siblings, and they're so mad that, like, it's borderline you could be in trouble. So, like, you just don't say anything. That type of thing. Um, he comes back in. His hair is fine. Uh, his hair's fine. Yeah, his hair's <laughs> fine. Um, his clothes are a little bit, like, messed up. The uh, uh, post commanders. Um, but the initiate doesn't come back in. Um and he, the post commander, goes right back to his office. He doesn't say anything to anybody else. Nobody asks him anything, and he just he just goes. Um, you get back to your barracks, on your bed, on your cot, in your bed where you where you quote unquote sleep. Um, <clears throat> there are there is a tunic that is uh, neatly folded. Very all this is very military. Um, and to the left of it, there is armor and uh, a katana, a, a wakasashi, and a tanto. Okay. Um, there is a new uh, cloak, which is very much like the shoulder cape that he was wearing. Um, it's a uh, kind of like a burgundy. Um, it doesn't look dirty by any means, but it looks like it's it's been used. Um, like somewhat worn, but like still very um, pristine in its like presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the same sigil, but an actual like uh, refined brooch. That... I'm envisioning kind of for for my character more like a poncho. <laughs> yeah, but not multicolored. Right, like one solid burgundy color. Yeah, right. Um, and the brooch doesn't look like, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, like hairpin or whatever someone threw together. It's like a proper, uh, you know, regal brooch. Um, yeah, and, and your squad leader says... It's uh, a weird thing to say. Yeah. Squad I, le- I say the same thing back. <laughs> um, your squad leader says... Uh, Congratulations, everyone! You you did great. Um, real proud of you. You did this bearish proud. And uh, um, as a uh, is is there a lot of like revelry within the group or? No, it's like a quiet celebration. Okay. Like a holy fuck! I'm glad that's over. Yeah. Like a bit like like alleviated. Like, we did it, like. But everyone looks like they've been beaten to half their life or less. So this is a pretty grueling training regiment. Yeah. Just not. Maybe to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you what I you got? got, I got you got bloodied, up, right? But as far as like um, 
the reaction of which well like stamina and endurance and things like that i guess how does that they look stoic they look as as stoic as you in comparison right so like they're they're humans they're half elves they're things of that nature so they they are mushy bits yeah um and so that you can hear them pant on occasion but everything is very reserved right um so whatever pain they may be feeling whatever exhaustion they may be feeling it doesn't show mm-hmm. most of them okay so they're pretty good so, yeah and it, and i mean in terms of like bruising and things like that i would still have um scrapes and and things you know uh uh into my my plating and whatnot too so what i imagine you secrete a liquid when you're bloodied um how do we want to go about that do you like the idea of like a a coagulated blue or green purple purple um, so there are parts of your torso that seem to be in the, in the softer portions seem to be, um, uh, brandishing more of a, a purplish tint on it. The actual metal itself seems to be hued, um, possibly showing, a you know, a, a contusion mm-hmm. on there. Um... And so, yeah, you would still bruise, but in your own way. Right. I kind of got a mental image, too, that I thought was kind of cool. Um, almost like a, like a steam, like a, like, you know, yeah. shooting out if, if, like, I'm significantly damaged. Uh, that Maybe that'd be a way to, to sell it. It's like the bruising and, and things like that would probably be pretty natural. Or if, or if my face got beat up and I had, like, a bloody nose... Uh, type situation then so like some steam comes out right right like or like if yeah if my uh like my torso or my more armored spots are uh opened up maybe that's like a little right right and not like a big like smoky steam but like a like a vapor yeah yeah uh yeah so as soon as the the squad leader leaves um i'm sorry he hasn't left yet he says uh he's uh congratulations you guys did just very proud um, he says, um, the actual ceremony will start in 10 minutes. I need you to be freshened up, uh, with, in, in full, um, uh, battle rattle and, um, looking pristine in formation, um, and have that time. So congratulations, but hurry up. So I do need like for a warforge to implement their armor into their body. I need more time than that. Okay, how well, like, to well, implement it or to, it to dawn it, takes, it? To take it says it takes an hour for me to to put it into like my to, but not to like dawn it though, right? Not to actually wear it on the outside. Yeah, I mean, if if is that something I'm capable of? Uh, not, not practically, um, but cosmetically. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll do, I'll do it. However, I need to at least for now. Right. So yours will be yours will be fitted as best possible. Um, uh, where you put your tunic on, then you put your armor on, then you then you um, don your mm-hmm. your weapons. Um, 
and then you guys head out in formation um and your uh the post commander is back out there once more but he has his helmet on this time and he says uh all right look at ya you're doing great you're done great and now you're a part of the dragoon company that was harder to say part of the dragoon company we're glad to have you and do us proud keep training keep pushing yourself and show no mercy to the enemy great uh the next thing we need to do is and then you hear uh and everyone begins to disperse and go uh you guys in your squad in your formation don't move yet um and uh you hear him say battle stations get around we're gonna move out and he runs to his office um have we gotten any designated battle stations at least at this point yeah you guys know like these are these are common drills you know exactly where you're gonna need to go you essentially need to go back into um the uh the barracks quick fast in a hurry to grab anything you missed um then reform uh, in formation at the at the beginning of the or at the entrance of the village okay um in this it wouldn't be a miss that you could take this time to properly uh, equip your armor. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely work on that as best I can then. Um, let's see, with this. Also, so as far as uh, if, if I'm doing like a quick short rest, uh, I'm going to take a hit die to heal? You cannot rest. Okay. Um, so resting, I, so I was looking at it, and there was an argument that if you're just traveling that you could be doing a rest, and... Um, that is true if you're traveling, say, if you're being transported versus having to walk or ride. Physically walking. Yeah, and even riding. Even riding takes more than... Takes um, some focus. Or yeah. Like, like, like you're driving even. Probably yeah, so like you can't be... Yeah, you can't be exerting yourself in any fashion. Okay. Um, and a short rest is an hour. So uh, in this, you will don your, your actual armor... Um, walking information, you get to the entrance of the village and you're noticing that you guys are actually um, marching. There's marching orders. Um, and you guys move out and you're heading towards the mountain. And you're heading at um, normal pace up until a rider comes and addresses the uh, post commander. And then you hear him call, Double time at! Double move it! And so you guys are now kind of double time marching um and it takes quite a bit but you guys merge with a cavalry um company and an artillery company um and so something big's happening what's everybody's general expressions most everybody even even the most veteran of the people who have been at your base are uh are kind of concerned this has never happened there's never been there have been missions that they've gone on there have been patrols there have been um like raids that they had to counter things of that nature there's never been such an event that required 
the actual army, mm. uh, the actual factional army of this. Um, so when we start kind of conjoining and stuff, that's a little yeah. more... Yeah, you see the same concern on the artillery's face, on the cavalry's face, um, where they're trying to keep it together, but they're also like, holy shit, like something big's happening. And they all trained in the same village as well. Yeah. Well, no, not in the same village, same area. So same. different villages, same same area. Right. Um, and so you guys head up this this mountain um and it isn't until you hit the uh the i don't say illustrious but the the um kind of fabled arbiters who are aracogra dragoons um who are said to live at the top of mountains um and deal strictly with uh the lead of this um dragoon company um who are directly under the Grand Marshal herself. Uh, it isn't until they join your ranks that almost everybody shits themselves. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Um, and as you guys uh, uh, form, you are now winding through to another mountain peak. Um, and then you're brought to a halt. And you hear it goes. It goes the arbiters at the beginning. It goes grand marshal first, and all the other officers. Then the arbiters, uh, then the infantry, uh, artillery, and then cavalry. Um, I'm sorry, cal- uh, cavalry, then artillery. Um, so you can hear the muffled uh, talking of the grand marshal to the arbiter um, uh, faction. Uh, and then kind of vaguely see over people the pointing, um, kind of like they're they're pointing around the next bend, um, and then you hear the or you see the the call sign for stealth uh, to be quiet, and um, about five to ten minutes, maybe even the longest five to ten minutes that most of these people have felt in their lives, um, goes by, and then finally the motion for forward movement comes and uh faction by faction your um the ranks begin to move quietly um and then as soon as the infantry are almost around the bend and you see that there's a the mouth of this cave um you see fire blasting out of this mouth of the cave um, and then shortly thereafter, the arbiters come out, um, and they're being pursued by uh, several young dragons. Um, hard to say the coloration due to like the clouds up here this high um, and how fast they're moving. But they all kind of shoot out like bats from a cave. Um, and then you hear the calls of your of your uh, squad commander or your squad leaders of of uh, Prepare! Pull! Move forward! Infantry forward! Um, and you guys are charging the mouth of this cave. Um, How many of uh, are there of like this army right now? So you guys are on a pass. Uh, the actual pathway is about um, about 60 to 7 feet, 70 foot wide, so it's a very large uh, pathway. And your just the infantry alone is at least a hundred strong. Um, 
So there's a few few hundred at least. Yeah, and then yeah, and then you have horses and you have um, artillery is anything from ballistics, uh, ballistas to uh, crossbowmen to um, you know bowmen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you hear the release of arrows from behind you. You hear the neighing of of horses. They're trying to get through you. Um, and very chaotic. Yeah, and you, uh, as you come to the mouth of this cave, um, you hear the rumbling roars of multiple dragons, um, and then a <laughs> and these massive gusts hit the infantry, um, and as the second. And in the third hit, you hear your squad commander say, FORWARD! And everyone begins to charge forward. Um, as you do, weapons drawn, uh, this massive, what seems like either a rust-colored or a red dragon, it's hard to tell, um, hits the first two lines of infantry with his chest. And then the rest are swept back by the the breath of his um of his wings uh so give me a strength saving throw 13 13 you are pushed 20 foot back so into people through people um and just above you this massive adult dragon maybe maybe even bigger who knows um, flies over you, <laughs> and then. Um, uh, so, what do you want to do? Um, I'm certainly not. So, what's the the general uh, feeling? Are people? I mean, are they terrified right now? Are people are still, trying to fight. They're still trying to fight, but they're so chaotic. They're not even sure what they're fighting. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll try to. Uh, to, to do to do my best to, to fight back as well. Uh, my eyes are gonna t- 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 turn red. Okay. Um, I'm going to, of course, uh, speak out. Combat initialized and, <laughs> awesome. and uh, draw my swords. Um, do you get up to your feet? Yeah, absolutely. All right, give me a reflex save. So I'll, st- I'll stand up. Seven. Okay. As you stand up. Combat initialized. Your eyes go red. Um, you have your sword once more. You feel uh, a bearing weight down on you and then a grasp around you as talons uh, kind of come um, grasp you, right? Grasp your body. And you see beside you as well, someone who is kind of hunched over and was getting up is also grabbed. And before you can even react, you're being pulled into the air um, by this young dragon. Uh, it's kind of bluish in nature, um, and you hear it going Aah! as it's pulling you and this other individual away. What do you want to do? You are now about sixty, fifty, about fifty feet off of the ledge. Um, wow, <laughs> that's a precarious position to be in. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, in in noting my surroundings, I'm going to say out loud, um, d- "Danger imminent." And then <laughs> I'm gonna. Tr- I want to try to 
wrestle myself free, of course, but I want to try to climb it, like climb on it. Okay. I need an opposing grapple check. Yep. I don't really want to just free myself and fall, but I want to be in control of where I'm at. Uh, 15. 15? Okay. So it rolled a nat 18. Mm-hmm. Um. So you were, you were clutched. Yeah, I'm still tr- I'm struggling. Okay, as you're struggling, you feel yourself um, be pulled even higher, like a quick upburst of movement, and then let go. And now you're free falling, and your buddy is free falling beside you, um, and you you drop further and further Danger and further. Certain certain <laughs> death, and you have you have in your inner workings the beep 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 critical critical Can I right see altitude <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just your your uh, your like horizon gauge is going everywhere as you're like falling, um, and. Your body rotates such that you finally get to see the ground coming at you, and then you're kind of going head first, and then you realize that as soon as you break through the clouds, um, there's a large river below you, and the last thing you remember is hitting the water. Um, everything goes black. Uh, sometime later, had to have been... Um, your kind of vision comes in dimly, and you see that you're uh, in an interior of a of a hut type um, shelter, and um, that there is a, a serf or peasant type um, woman and man who are doing something, but you can't move your head. Um, it's very foggy. You can barely see. You can hear them kind of talking in mumble tone, hush tones. Um, and then uh, your vision goes black again. And then comes back. Um, and you are now outside and sitting upright against the hut. Um, and your vision's more clear this time around, but still kind of hazy. In that you see that there's this uh, very clearly a farmer who is reattaching or like trying to put back on a plate on your on your shin um, and like uh, readjusting your leg. Um, and when your eyes come on, he he goes, oh, I, I see you're awake. And just as he says that, um, mounted marauders. Uh approach the the hut um and you see him turn to face them with his hands up in the air i said we, we don't have anything we don't have anything and he they strike him down um uh you hear the screams of the woman um and then nothing uh she's somewhere in the maybe behind the hut or in the hut but either either um either way she's quiet now um and then it doesn't take long before uh, you see one of the marauders walking out of the hut from be- behind you, um, holding your armor and your weapons. Um, and as you can kind of tilt your head a bit, you can see that you're wearing a tattered tunic. Um, and uh, and your your cape, your your 
what did you poncho? poncho? Is that what you your poncho, right? Um, it's still on you as well. It's like torn it's as well. Up. Yeah, it's torn and, and wrecked. Um, and uh, you see the marauder turn and look towards you, and in his mouth, a large cigar. And um, he motions with his head towards you, and he says, I don't know, let's take him. And uh, see if we can sell him for parts or something. And then two marauders grab you by your feet, by your ankles, and begin to drag you, and your vision goes black once more. Um, You come to, and your... uh, your vision is still um, darkened. There's something over your face. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though you're, you can see plainly, there's cloth over you. Um, and then uh, the cloth is pulled from you. And before you, you can see a small boy, maybe? Muscular, like, looks like a... A Russian, you know, like <laughs> those Russian, like muscular gymnast kids who are like too, too like buff for their own goods. Yeah, stuff, they're yeah. too too big, right? He's got you know soft features, but he, he and he has uh, handcuffs on. So when he pulls your the the cloth off your face, um, you can see him pulling his hands back to his body, um, and he goes, "No, he's he's got them on too," and. Um, you can actually move your head now, and you look down to see that you are manacled as well. Um, uh, you are now in a canvas-covered cart that has iron bar cage uh, around it, and there are a couple of older humans. There's this boy who's in front of you. Um, there is a raven-like uh, human thing. Um like a walking raven thing that's off to the left kind of huddled up there are um there's a uh a what you would imagine a devil person would look like with their multi kind of their their darker skin their horns um wearing a baker's hat uh chef's apron that says shiv the chef also manacled sitting with his tail in his lap, um, holding a spatula and a frying pan. Um, and uh, I think I hit everybody. Hold on. That sounds about right for so, who I know that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's everybody, right? No. Uh, and, yeah, that's everybody. That is everybody. Because... I'm pretty sure. Yeah, cause, because the last one's not there with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh so the child, yeah. the raven, devil and a human? Uh child, raven, devil, you, child, raven, devil, you. And then yeah, and then he's not there with you guys. The wasn't there the the pairing of two people? Yeah. They're, they're he's not, not together. Then? One of them isn't with you guys. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. um, you hear, uh, uh, you hear the boy say, I wonder where they're taking us. And you hear the Kenku mimic, um, 
uh, auction house. And that is where we'll call it. And, and uh, am I able to speak at all? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So Absolutely. my... Uh, um, I definitely think I want to do, like, as... Try to play it, like, almost as robotically as possible, at least to start, but... Um, to, like, preface questions, he's going to say, Inquiry, Auction House... And then, uh, Perfect. Be... Yeah, and then we'll fade to black. 